Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. And the best part, it's like most of the tools, like all the really, really good tools, they're free. Go to HashtagBasketball.com today. Um, and that, yeah, you don't get anything for going there. You get free tools. That's what you get for going there. But you, what you will get if you go to thrivefantasy.com and use that promo code WTV, you will get $23 on your first deposit of $20 or more. So go to thrivefantasy.com if you like daily fantasy and you like prop betting, Thrive Fantasy is probably built directly for you. Use that promo code WTB. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? I also heard if you sign up for Thrive Fantasy, Michael will come to your house in 2022 and throw you a birthday party. This is true. If you sign up for Thrive Fantasy and use that, only if you use that promo code WTB, uh, I'll show up at your house. Uninvited. <laughs> like a straight, you know what? On your birthday. I will figure out your birthday. I will yeah. show up at your house. It's not hard to do. All the data's online. I can, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I, I perhaps uh, have access to um, AWS servers that uh, hold all your personal information. So do what you will with that information. But use that promo code WTB either way. Michael, it is just a depressing time in the NBA, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I know that I'm depressed, so um, it must be a depressing time in the NBA, in general society. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, just speculating. I mean, we're looking at, we're coming up on two, four, six, eight, almost like ten, almost 10 teams, almost a third of the league, um, who's out for, for COVID reasons. And, you know, when teams scrape by enough players to play, you know, then they're forced to play, like, you know, guys out of the G League or guys from the end of the bench. And it's not, like, I don't know, it's just not real. Like, it, it, it's never, it was never going to feel like a real season. But now I'm looking at some of my lineups on fantasy, some of my fancy teams, and half the games are postponed. You know, if they push those all to another week, what does that mean for my head-to-head leagues? Which is why we said don't do head-to-head leagues this year. Um, it's just, it's just a bit of a mess. Um, and I'm—I I don't know if our listeners are as depressed as us about the whole situation, uh, but we—we got, we got to find a—we have to find a silver lining, or at least find a strategy to uh, get us through these uh, these dark times, Tyler. Yeah, and the problem is, you know, like. <laughs> Some of these teams are basically forced to play guys like 40, 50 minutes, which, I mean, over a two-week stretch may not be a sustainable thing. And then, you know, if, if those guys are then getting injured, then, you know, I have one less person. And so um, some, something's going to give here, I think, eventually. Yeah, I think it has to. And I think the players' union, um, if, if, if I must speculate, I think the the players' union is going to do something. Obviously, they're trying to be as safe as humanly possible, but also they're trying to get profits uh, probably than being as safe as humanly possible. Uh, and that's always the story, right? So there's a lot of teams people sitting out. There's a lot of, there's a lot of injuries right now as well, along with teams sitting out. Usually we, we go to the waiver wires at this point in the week 
we take a look, see who's out on the waiver wires. Um, but since this year's so different, the um, the the waiver wires have taken on really like a different. I feel like a different feel because it's like sure there's some guys who are like forty percent rostered, fifty percent rostered that are pretty good. Like I, I just saw Miles Bridges like fifty one percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. I like Miles Bridges, um, but the like I guess the real value maybe or maybe the unexpected value that people are going to be able to get is taking a look at which teams are going to be playing, even though they have a majority of their roster sitting for COVID because like you're saying, some of these guys are going to get 35, 45 minutes a night for the stretch of a couple games and like minutes are everything. Uh, well, so and, and, well, I mean, you know, you, if you want to get into it, let's just talk about one specific team. The Mavericks started the season, right? Their five starters on opening night were Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell. Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell are all out. Maxi Kleber, who was their main backup big man, is out with the COVID. So, and they have backup point guard Jalen Brunson out. So, literally, they have four healthy big men tonight. Kristaps Porzingis is going to come back. They have four healthy big men. It's going to be KP. It's going to be Willie Cauley-Stein. It's going to be Boban, and it's going to be James Johnson. Those guys are going to play all the minutes in the front court. They don't have anyone else. Well, yeah, let's talk about it because I think where we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna pivot a little bit away from our normal uh, waiver wire and talk about the teams that have COVID and the te- the the players on those teams that could be potentially the most valuable players. So I don't know if we want to call this the all COVID team because that sounds really depressing. Uh, so let's not call it the all COVID team. Um, and, and like you're saying, let's, let's start with Dallas because Dallas does have those, uh, those people out, um, Chris Tapp's coming back, which is super, um, exciting. I think for anybody who risked the, um, uh, you know, the injury risk around Porzingis, you probably got him at a very good price. Cause I think he could easily be a top 25 player. Um, you're the Dallas guy, Tyler, you've already given a, a handful of names, uh, specifically. Um, you know, Willie Kelly Steiner, Bovon. Um, who do you like the best coming out of Dallas? If you know what we're seeing here, the team that is uh, the team that is out for COVID, or in the future, which there will be a future where more people are out for COVID, uh, who do you like best coming off the the bench here? Well, I think you you got to look at Trey Burke. Like they're going to need Trey Burke to shoot and score, so he's also going to play the backup point guard. Anytime Luke is not on the floor, like he's going to be the guy handling the ball. So you like that, right? I don't see any reason why he doesn't play, you know, 25 minutes in, in every game at least. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein is another guy. They don't really want to play KP and Willie Cauley-Stein together in the front court, I think, but they're not going to really have much choice. And we know for years now, right, when Cauley-Stein starts and plays big minutes, he can get stats. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think, like, you know, we saw Tim Hardaway uh, Jr., who, you know, is standardly relevant, get like 40 minutes so if he's sometime on your sometimes he's on a waiver wire if he's on a waiver wire he should not be uh james johnson uh every once in a while puts up a really nice fantasy game so like i think that's a nice um, james johnson has been piling on the assist too in his very limited minutes which is if you need assists and you're in a deeper league and you're looking for a big guy that can get you like two two and a half three three assists a game james johnson's great got to pick up um there's i mean there's a lot of teams so let's uh let's speed let's speed around through some of these teams um the miami heat 
I mean, like, are decimated. I feel like they have, like, the bare minimum of amount of players uh, required. Well, they've been, they've been having their games canceled because they don't have enough. Oh, yeah. Well, they did play on Tuesday. Right, and they literally had eight, right? They had the bare yeah. minimum you could have. They had they eight people. Had the exact amount. Uh, one guy that I um, uh, like, I, I think I've t- I talked about him before. He's got the best name in the league, Precious Achua. Uh, he really had a great game. He played 35 minutes and was 17 and 13 with a block and, and three assists. I actually watched part of that game, and they played a guy I was not sure I knew who he even was, which was Gabe Vincent. I do not know Gabe Vincent, but now, now I'm going to have to. He was the starting point guard uh, as far as they had one. He had 24 points and three assists and two steals. I mean, that was nice, right? Um, Yeah, they were without basically all the big-name guys um, except for Hero and Duncan Robinson. And, I mean, this this Gabe Vincent guy could be someone to stream in the next game if they have no point guard. Yeah, I think especially especially since they're, like, at eight players – uh, that next game, I still think the, the rest of the team is out due to a COVID protocol and actually some um, lingering injuries around there too. So who knows how long they'll actually be out. This might just be a nice rest period for them if you know they don't have COVID, which I hope they don't. Um, I think that whole starting five, you know, Olenek, Robinson, Vincent, Achua, Hero, uh, hell, even uh, Andre Gudala is probably worth streaming if they are still on your waiver wire i think you know hero and robinson probably aren't but uh i I would think that whole team that whole starting team is is worth picking up and riding for for the rest of the week And, and we mentioned this when when you see any team get down to eight players basically anyone especially if you hear the starting five anyone is going to be worth it because they're going to have to play all five of their starters well over 30 minutes like just look at every game where the team's been down to eight players they have yeah. no choice i mean they literally played another team who was down to eight players which is 76ers who um i honestly think this is the the right thing to do i i, I throw no shade at the 76ers for being like well Embiid and simmons are, are injured too so we can't play that was the right thing to do um, it was the my, right thing to try. It just didn't work. Yeah, it, it didn't work. And I'm sure the Heat were like, yeah, let's not play this game. This is stupid. Um, this is super pointless. But as you saw, I mean, Joel Embiid got uh, wet with it, uh, 45 and 16. Uh, Danny Green had uh, played 49, almost 50 minutes, <laughs> which is um, hilarious. Um, and that's like old Tibbs, Tibbs days types of numbers. And the game went to overtime, obviously, and there yeah. was just like – there was a ton of scoring in the, in the whole game, I mean, which was cool. Yeah, except for Ben Simmons, who didn't decide not to score. But uh, I thought well, – And Mike, Ben fouled out, too. Also true. Um, I thought Mike Scott uh, getting a lot more minutes over Dwight Howard was telling, even though Dwight Howard still, like, had eight, eight rebounds. Uh, we talked about Tyrese Maxey last time when he dropped, like, you know, 80 points or whatever he did. Um, and Dakota Mathias, who came out of nowhere, had a couple good games. But as you saw with Simmons and Embiid back in, uh, Tyler, you mentioned, uh, you know, that his value probably has fallen off, you know. Well, and they played Isaiah Joe, which was surprising because they had actually played Mathias over Joe the first time around. So, um, yeah, but again, like, look at this. There were eight people healthy. Every starter played over 30 minutes, and you got to think Ben would have played more had he not fouled out. And so would Tyrese Maxey probably, but he also fouled out. 
like literally all these guys are going to play a ton of minutes that if they get down to eight people. So I think, you know, when you see the starting five, you just go your waiver wire and go, Oh, is Mike Scott available? Okay. I guess I'll have Mike Scott is Tyrese Maxey available. Okay. I guess I'll have Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. Looking at these teams and saying, is this team down to eight players? If so, uh, I'm, I'm streaming the starters. And I think that's actually a, almost a better bet than like hoping uh, – I know Dario Sarge is out, but like hoping Dario Sarge gets 28 minutes and puts up a good line. Go with the guy who's going to get the minutes. Um, Boston, who has not played a game since, I mean, God knows when, uh, like almost a week now. Um, since last Friday, they haven't played a game. Um, I don't know if that whole squad that is under protocol is going to all come back at the same time. So it's kind of hard to say who is going to get um, big minutes from, the, from that bench. But is there anyone particular on the bench, maybe like a Simi Ojale or a Jeff Teague that you, that you would uh, pick up if you see that, you know, they're in the starting lineup and there's only eight players on the team? So the, the guess the issue with, with the first part that you brought up is like, if you test positive, right? Like, obviously, there's a shorter quarantine for people that don't test positive and they keep, you know, producing negative tests. The people that do test positive, there's another different protocol for how they can come back. So I don't think you're going to see all their players come back at the same time. And, and let's not speculate on which one of them, you know, did test positive and which one of them didn't. That, that part of it doesn't matter. Um, I've heard that they are planning to try to play this game on Friday. So they'll basically have been out for a full week. They think that they're going to get enough players back to do it. Um, Jeff Teague has been semi-disappointing, especially with the fact that Kimba Walker has not played. Um, there's been some rumblings that Kimba is on his way back. So if you have Kimba Walker, that could be good news for you. Um, yeah, this Boston team, I don't really know. I don't really know who's in, who's going to be out. And I mean, I could see there be a situation where like someone like Peyton Pritchard is a guy you're picking up and owning. And that doesn't sound too enticing, but if he's going to play 45 minutes, that could be a thing. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I would lean towards like, you know, the Jeff Teagues of the world before him, but like whoever gets the start on an eight man roster, uh, I I think is worth a, uh, worth a pull. Well, um, and, or at least a and shot. Could the starters be Pritchard, Teague, Smart? <laughs> I mean, like, they don't have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So anyone who starts is going to have to get up shots because they do not have their two best scores. Yeah. Um, and I don't see Marcus Martin becoming a chucker all of a sudden. Like, he shoots 10 shots a game playing 33 minutes. So, like, and Daniel Tice is probably going to be one of their starters, and he's not a big shot volume guy. So whatever guards get in there are going to have to shoot as opposed to try to play make, it seems like to me. I agree. Um, this, I mean, this is, this is where it gets, uh, I think this is where it gets tricky. Like, I mean, could Marcus Smart chuck for a whole game? Sure, why not? But um, I think – when it, we're going to have to wait and see when it comes to Boston. Uh, another team, uh, a team that's near and dear to my heart, um, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they're also getting hit. Um, it does sound like Larry Markkinen is supposed to be back with the team. So um, that's – And his thing positive. has been longer than a week, right? Like yes. well, significantly longer than a week. And so 
that's what I caution people when I when they say, "Oh, he's going to miss a week. He's going to miss ten days." Like, I don't know, not 14, not always, right? Eighteen. So you know, like every single one of these, like maybe they were in like it. It really depends, and they don't give this information. They shouldn't give this information, to be honest. Maybe you came in contact, you wait four days, you get another test, you're good, you come back. Maybe you have it, you got to wait 14 days, 18 days, whatever. What's, what's if you get it and you're at, and the guy's sick and he, and he feels like shit? Uh, heaven forbid someone has to go to the hospital for this. So, um, Right, well, marketing last played on the t- December 29th. Yeah. I mean, it's been more than two weeks that he's missed. And he's still not back. And, and he could be coming back, but he's still not back. <laughs> Yeah, he is like probable for the next game. Um, well, we saw that with Michael Porter Jr. though, and then probable turned into out real yeah, fast. So out, like, and then like out out like for indeterminate amount of time. Right. So, and I, I guess that's maybe another thing is like have caution on the injury report and be sure to be checking you know before your lineups lock every day because you know guys could be ruled out. 20 minutes before the game. I mean, we've seen some guys get taken off during the game, right? Yeah. I mean, that, yes. that wouldn't be the first time that's happened. So um, I guess nobody's safe, but be on the lookout for what you can change when you can change it. Yeah. With the, with the Chicago roster, I'm actually, I really like Patrick Williams. I like his game. I like what he's got. Um, I, I just kind of like him all around, like for a, a kid of that age, like what, 19 or whatever. Uh, the way he played against both LA teams, against Kawhi and, and LeBron, fairly impressive. His numbers aren't completely there yet, but if we're talking about eight-man, nine-man roster, he's going to get the 30, 35 minutes that is necessary. And in 35 minutes against the Clippers, he was very standardly relevant with uh, two, two assists, or two assists, two steals, um, and three three-pointers. It's not a great line, but it's a pretty good line. Um, and Thaddeus Young, always um, underrated. I could see a world where both Pat Williams and Thaddeus Young are standard league relevant by the end of the year. Yeah, and I mean, the, you, the Bulls are, are a really interesting team, such that they get hit by it hard. And, like, they have a lot of guys who could just get spicy on a night, right? Like, Levine, if Levine's the only one, like, I mean, Levine's had some spicy games already, but he could get real spicy. Like, if Kobe White... Levine mm-hmm. has to go out. Kobe White could have a real spicy game. Like, I mean, and, Kobe shot like absolute trash in this game. So, had thirteen assists. Right, and so, um, Garrett Temple. We've seen Garrett Temple have some like twenty, twenty-five point games, right? Yeah. Like, they just have some players that like such that their back gets against the wall. They could get get going. Yeah, definitely. I, I, the, another two teams that have gotten basically. I don't know if this is the first time you've heard about this, Tyler. Um, the Wizards are um, testing positive for COVID. They just played the Suns now, the, so the Suns all have to have uh, are all under a protocol as well. Well, um, they're they're doing the contact tracing, and this is the makes first, sense. This is the first time I think we've seen this though, where they held the other team out because of the contact tracing. Now, obviously, they the, should. Game, the game just happened, and but the whole thing before was their thought process was that basically he was negative before the game, so he should be fine. But now obviously they're maybe changing their stance on that a little bit. And so well, I, I think there's so many players are now we're seeing so many players possibly get it or get it. 
at least the NBA somewhat forward thinking. I'm sure the other sports do not care about their players whatsoever. Uh, at least somewhat forward thinking and saying, all right, are they getting it like on the court? I don't think anyone's come out and said that out loud. Uh, I don't think they're taking enough protocols to like really truly uh, prevent that kind of stuff. But this is the first time they've said, well, the testing is still a little, um, it's, it's only been a year. So the testing's still wonky for some reason in this country. And if somebody has it and they played, that means everybody on the, on the other team who guarded them, or are they using sports UV to see who guarded them for more than, Two minutes, like I, I well, don't know. So, what, what the, so that what was doing. their their big thing at the beginning of the season was they weren't going to do it because they looked at that second spectrum data, and basically nobody guarded anybody for fifteen minutes during a game. Yeah, and so therefore, or was guarded by the other person for fifteen minutes during the game, and so therefore they said, well, basically you can't pass it. And you've heard a lot of infectious Just, disease people lately say. But that 15 minutes isn't the same because you're breathing a lot more heavily. And when you're breathing more heavily, there's more droplets. And when there's more droplets, there's more likelihood that you could get yeah. the COVID. And you're and, not like in a room with them. You are um, pressed up against their their face and punch, uh, maybe possibly punching them across the, the head uh, if you are DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. And so the problem with doing it this way and it, it is safer, but it also is going to make for more cancellations, right? And more cancellations. I mean, at what point do you cancel so many that it's just got to be shut down for a while? Yeah. I mean, I, I, they might even consider, um, I mean, they might even consider a multiple bubble situation is something I've, I, I've read so recently. I, I've heard most of the players say that the, bubble is a no-go that they're they're not going to do it again whether that's true or I mean, that's not, not and i imagine being in disney world that long would have been horrifyingly depressing well and i think it's it's like anything right like if if you're not told you have to stay at home you can stay at home but when someone's telling you don't leave or you can't leave it's kind of a whole different thing in your own brain and so that was kind of the case with them in the bubble right was you cannot leave you cannot do it. And that kind of switches things around. And, and I mean, you've heard players like Paul George and, and numerous other ones talk about that experience and how it was not a good one for them. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, th I think maybe if the, the vaccine is not readily available, that that could be something that they explore for at least part of the playoffs or maybe the whole playoffs. But I could tell you that there's going to be some pushback. Uh, I guarantee you, this is going to be, uh, I mean, it's ever-evolving situation. Uh, looking at looking at Phoenix and Washington, I mean, we're, like, we're not going to know, right? We're not going to know who's going to get a bulk of the minutes. But Etwan Moore is someone on that, that bench who, uh, if he played 40 minutes, I'd be interested in. What we do know is Westbrook is out, right? And that's not a COVID situation. That oh. was an injury there that he, they ruled him out for a week. So, um Thomas Bryan is also out towards ACL. So, yeah, I mean, that this team is going to be searching for any kind of shots, right? Like, they lost and, – and Beal has been out because of the, the protocols. So, if Beal is out in their next game and Westbrook is out and Thomas Bryan is out, that's their three top scores. Yes, and that means someone someone is showing up. And we I think we talked a little bit about this last time. 
Um, you know, it's still a toss-up. Is Raul Neto getting the most minutes here? Um, Davis Bertrand's probably the best healthy player left on the team. I could see them going for uh, Troy Brown Jr. to play a few more minutes too, just a guy who gets some shots. Like, they're going to need someone to get some shots. So Hachimura, you got to feel like he's going to play fairly well. Bertan's going to get more shots. And maybe Troy Brown Jr. is another guy that gets in there and gets some shots up. They're going to need people to get shots up. Again, like, you got you to gotta get points at some point. Yes, you do. Um, looking at Phoenix, I got some random questions for you. So let's maybe take a – uh, we, we've gone over the major COVID teams. I don't, I feel like I don't want to talk about COVID any more than I have to. Um, I have some random questions for you, Tyler. I want to know what to do with these players. Just give me, I want like a Tyler, this segment is new segment. It's a brand new segment. It's called Tyler gets a feel for the feelings within him about players that are listed to him in a random order for fantasy basketball. That's the name of the segment. Oh, all right. Fair. Um, I have no idea what, what players these are going to be either. So this will be good. This will be off the cuff. I like yeah, it. I'm I a like fan. It. This is, this is the new segment. Um, Deandre Aiden, what's going on there? Um, so I get this question a lot, actually. And as you should, you know, I don't, hmm, let me, let me say how I want to catch this. I think, We've seen DeAndre Ayton have kind of spells where he's done this before. Am I wrong about that? I would say yes, but not for this long. Or not this consistently long, right? It's usually been kind of like up and down, up and down if he's having bad times. Uh, like, I don't I, – I honestly don't know what to make of – Well, um, so – I, I thought Chris, him and Chris Paul were figuring it out, right? But then I don't know what to make of – uh, 24 minutes, eight points, six and six rebounds. Well, I know what to make of that. That game was a blowout. True. There have been in the last five games, three times where he had five fouls too. And the minutes have been kind of up, but there have been a few other games where he's actually missed a few minutes because of foul trouble. Um, I'm looking at that Dallas game. Like in that Dallas game, he had three fouls real early in the first half and they sat him. And so that's why that 24 minutes is there. So the foul trouble has been a thing for him um, early this season. So that's thing one. I honestly think he's going to be really, really good. And I think now is a really great time to buy him. I think the, the, the mix of foul trouble and a few blowout games have his minutes down right now. And we've seen them. They're not a play to play in 36 minutes in a close game. And so I think as this season progresses, we're either going to see more close games or less close games. Um, if this COVID thing keeps running rampant, we might see less close games. I think but... we're going to see less close games. I think this is going to be the most blowouts of, of any season on, on record. Oh, I think that's probably true. But I think for teams like this, I mean, they've literally played five games already where their score has been double digits one way or the other. Like five out of 11 is a lot. And so I don't think that number is sustainable. I also don't think that the fouls, like he'll get the fouls under control. Um, I think we're going to see a very similar numbers to what we saw last year. I don't think they're going to be better. I hope so. Cause I, uh, I picked him up in quite a few leagues. I've also uh, bought low on him, which I think you should also do if you are uh, interested in, you know, getting a very solid center with good percentages on your team. All right. Next player, Tyler, the mighty Boosh, Chris Bouchard. Boucher. Oh, 
So, so this team is another team that's hard to figure out. Bit of a and, mess. Well, and I think their whole situation of not being in their actual places is impacting them. So, yeah, if you had to live at the Marriott, I'd be depressed too. Right. Um, so, oh, Chris here is the shot blocking master, maybe. Uh, he's, he's like, you know how, like when, uh, Mitch Robinson showed up and it was like, oh my God, man, if he played 36 minutes, he'd have 22 blocks and he'd be so good, man. Uh, and then like Mitch Robinson plays and he like fouls out and like, he only plays like 24 minutes or whatever. I don't feel like Chris Bouchard has that, uh, has that problem. And also the dude can shoot threes. What, what about like, I'm very excited about Chris Bouchard because I, I picked him up off the waiver wires in a lot of leagues early in the season. And um, I think long-term, he's a very great fantasy prospect. Is he getting a lot of playing time because this team is a mess? Or is he getting a lot of playing time because, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone else deserves playing time other than him at, at that kind of like either that sixth, the backup big or hell, even a starting big. Yeah, and we mentioned this all the way back at the beginning, right? That there was a kind of battle here between him and and Aaron Baines, and maybe Alex Len can stick his nose in there too. But I don't see any reason why, if if he's playing well, that they're not going to play him. And he's not a great rebounding big man. Which he's only six nine. He's only two hundred pounds. He's small, and there are matchups where you're going to see him not play well. Definitely. And I actually don't know why Aaron Baines isn't playing. Aaron Baines is good. Aaron Baines, though, has not looked good. And maybe it's some sort of injury or, I don't know, let's not speculate on that. But Baines has just struggled with something. And I don't know what that is. And hopefully he gets right. And if he gets right, I do think he gets more minutes because he's good. He has not played in their last three games. Um, So let's just throw that out there, too, that maybe, you know, he takes a spell on the sidelines. He's better and... He's taken some of these minutes. I think, though, to answer your question, Boucher is a guy who's always kind of primed for like 25 minutes a game at maximum just because of the type of player that he is. Um, There's going to be blocks. There's going to be okay rebounds. There's going to be some decent points. The percentages are going to be pretty good. But I don't think you're going to ever see him play like 35 minutes. I mean, you might see it in a game or two like where he's really dominating, but – for a long stretch, I don't think you're going to see him average like 32 minutes a game. No, but even at 25 minutes, he is standard league relevant. Um, and I'll take that. I'll take those blocks. I'll take those nights when he suddenly has seven blocks. Uh, that really, really, truly one player making the difference in your week or hell, in your roto league. Um, definitely, uh, if you were bad at blocks, you're not bad anymore just because of him. The last player that I have for you is due to horrible – Horrible injury, Marco Fultz, uh, uh, torn ACL. It's it's very depressing. This team doesn't really have a good or relevant backup point guard. How do you feel about Aaron Gordon? Uh, how do I feel about Aaron Gordon? Yeah. Man, the per- the man who perpetually finds a way to not not break through in fantasy. Um, the, the the guy that I always want to break through in fantasy that never does. Right. Um, man, I just don't really see them doing – I mean, they did operate through him a little bit more, but 
man. I, what? Okay. Am I owning Aaron Gordon now? Am I trying to buy Aaron Gordon? Like, what's the question? I guess maybe. All right. That's, that's fair. Let's be a little bit more specific. Um, Am I expecting a breakout from Aaron Gordon? The answer to that question will be no. Aaron Gordon's on your waiver wire. Do you want to hold on to him for about the next month or next or the next couple weeks? Do you want to give him a permanent spot on your bench to give him um, free a free ride? You know, yeah, because I think he's still the type of guy that can get you like close to a steal, close to a block. If he can get you like four assists a game, which he's averaged 3.7 in the last two years, you still get seven rebounds. You're getting like 15 points. The percentages aren't great, but you can live with them, and especially in a head-to-head type league. Yeah, I don't hate owning Aaron Gordon. It's just like to expect him to all of a sudden be like this top 50 player, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I think I'm a little encouraged by – well, sadly, due to the injuries, I'm encouraged by the, the the minutes going from like 27 a game to 35 a game. Maybe that peels back when like Evan Fournier is back. Uh, but also, it's I'm not saying we have a Julius Randle situation here, but the two games that Fultz has been out, um, Aaron Gordon's been averaging like like 6.5 assists a game. Well, and they need someone to play make. Like, even if they're going to play Cole Anthony or Terrence Ross, those Markel Fultzman, it's like neither one of those two is a playmaker. Yeah. And though, and so, you know, I guess if you throw away his free throw, which is absolute garbage, um, he becomes a very good player. Yeah, but the volume isn't like killing you, killing you. Like, it's, it's more than you want, but it's only like, what, three and a half a game? It like is more than I want. Right, but it's not like it's not like. I mean, we see some of those big men like averaging like six, seven, eight a game sometimes, and shooting fifty percent, and you're going like, "Ah, come on, man! Like, not that's not that's not it." (laughs) Yeah, let me let me punt free throws here for a second, and let me look at the last week. You know, Aaron Aaron Gordon. So that's I mean, this is kind of your point, I think. Aaron Gordon, if you're not paying attention to free, even if you're not paying attention to free throws, in the last week, three games. He's still not even in the top 50. He's, uh, he's 17 points, six rebounds, five assists, and a steal, two three-pointers. That sounds great. And a block. Like, those are great, great stats. Um, he's still outside the top 50. But I would take 18, 18, six, and five with a steal and a block. That's just – that's obviously small sample size theater there. Well, um, he he – he's the ultimate fantasy tease maybe like he shows it to you and you're like yeah man everyone's gonna be so good and then like he has a week where he's averaging like 10 5 2 and half a steal and half a block and you're going like what happened to you aaron (laughs) why are you doing this to me um i've said that a lot to aaron gordon why are you doing why are you doing this to me um there was that one month at the beginning of the season where he was just like I was like the top 15 player in the league for like a, a, a straight month. And I was like, here we go. And it was at a keeper league. So I was like, I ain't getting rid of this dude. He's going to be an all-star for the rest of his life. Uh, and then he fell off the plane and never came back. Except for like, you know, like two weeks here and two weeks there. He, he occasionally puts up really great numbers. I don't know if he's going to play. He's going to put up some relevant numbers, standard league relevant numbers. But rest of the year, would you rather have Terrence Ross or Aaron Gordon? 
Yeah, and I, I mean, it's probably Aaron Gordon, but it's... I think Terrence Ross is going to give you a very straight line, right? Like, consistent. very consistent, yes, production. Whereas Gordon's is going to be the peak in the valley and the peak in the valley and the peak in the valley. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you want to roll. If you are um, in a roto league, that's not what you want. You don't want quality start, shitty start. Though if it averages out, not bad, fine. Uh, in a head-to-head league, you might want to take that risk. That's how I view it anyway. I think other people might view it the other way around, where it's like over the course of the year, you'll get that average. Um, but it, I'm all about quality starts when it comes to roto league. Um, and if I can't guarantee my start from Aaron Gordon is quality, then I don't want to play him at all. And Gordon may be one of those guys that's better to set it and forget it than it is to try to chase a really good matchup. Because we, you know, they, this is a, a common thing, I think, more in fantasy football than, than it is in basketball. But like some people chase like, oh, the matchup, the matchup, the matchup. Well, like Gordon's the type of guy who could burn you really bad. Like if yeah. you're saying you're only going to start Gordon like 20 games this season, they could be the 20 games where he averages like seven points a game and you're looking god-awful. And he could take like a big shit on the court against like Cleveland, but play really well against Boston. And it's, 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 there is no rhyme and reason to it. And I've tried to figure it out. It's, it's not figure outable. Yeah. Like he played the Wizards on December 27th that had four points and six rebounds and nothing else on one of four from the field. That's not good at yeah. all. And then he followed it up against Oklahoma City with a 22 minute performance where he was 12 5 to assist. And the steal on the block helped him be somewhat relevant, but it was not great. And those are two pretty good matchups. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's it for our week four semi waiver wire uh, extravaganza. Tyler, um, do you have anything to plug? Um, if you're interested in what KP does, um, you can check it out at the Smoking Cube, and I'll have plenty of articles. I wrote an article just today about what to expect from KP in his debut and this season, and there will be plenty more of what Unicorn is looking like after his first game and beyond. Excellent. That's at least some hopeful news. If you aren't following Tyler on Twitter, you need to be at Tyler P. Watts. You can follow me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us, or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and support the show. Uh, we still got that twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Uh, we got to figure out a way to use that during the season. Maybe I'll uh, live stream watching some games. I don't know. If you got any ideas on that, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back very soon, hopefully with better news, and hopefully we'll be feeling better. Good luck out there on week four. We will see you very soon.